Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning to you. Sunday, January 8th, 10.08. We are on the air. The huddle this morning. Great to have you with us. Good morning to you all out there as we get ready for the Vikings and the Bears. They tip off uh, about 12 o'clock today at Soldier Field. One of those fields uh, that many, many times, not the best field, uh, but certainly a big game for the Minnesota Vikings today. They have to get this one. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They need it and they also need help, right? They don't need it for playoff position. They need it for morale. This team absolutely has to bounce back from last week's, I don't even know what you want to call it, Pete, just an absolute drubbing to the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, an embarrassing loss on on what was a game where they still controlled their own destiny. And now uh, the, the, the one seed's gone. The two seed is even a long shot. The Vikings are just hoping that they can win and get some help for others and get the three seed in the NFC. But... I, w- I want to say this, and, and I've thought about this a lot this week, because I've gone back and forth being frustrated about the way the game ended on Sunday last week. And I thought, gosh, I'm just, I expected more. I expected more out of them to go into Green Bay and then to get their butts kicked like they did. And I thought to myself, maybe I'm the fool for expecting too much. Maybe there is a chance that this team has already overachieved this year and done more than we than they ever really were going to, but that we're the fools or we're the fans, whatever you want to call us, maybe it's one and the same, that expected more of this team than than they got. And I say that because I started looking at some of these statistics and I'm breaking this down. And virtually, listen, this is the most wins they've had since 2017. They already have 12 wins, right? They're going to go to the playoffs. Defensively, they're lousy. We know that. Offensively, they're eighth in total points. That's up from 14th last year. Right? Mm-hmm. Defense is not great. The offense is good. This team has improved without adding anyone big. And in the midst of changing a general manager, in the midst of changing a head coach, so maybe, just maybe, and maybe this is the Vikings fan in me, maybe we should just be happy with the fact that they got to 12 wins so far and hopefully 13 today. <laughs> Pete, good morning to you. Good morning, and um, I definitely agree with you, Dave. I think the the thing is this. So we started off, we go into camp, we get very excited about what we see. We we practice against the 49ers. We're looking at this offense, and I think we're all very impressed, especially with J.J. I, I think going into the season, everybody said, you know what, this guy is a superstar, and this is his first year where he really gets to take off. And he did not disappoint. And 
Kirk actually, I think, has pay, played at a higher level. Now, when you go to some of these losses, and specifically last week, I think what we have to look at is, okay, what, was it really the offense or was it more of the defense or what was really some of the problems we had there? And it definitely, in my opinion, was the offense because, quite honestly, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers threw for almost 160 yards. So it, it wasn't like he was tearing us apart, right? You know, he didn't throw for yep. 300. He didn't throw for 350. But the reality is those injuries started to really pile up, and we are getting injuries at a really bad time, Dave. I, I, that's the disappointing thing for me. And, and, you know, you don't have any control over that. But, you know, you lose your center, then you lose the second-string center, then you lose the third. You know, you're, you're all the way down to your third-string center, and you've got Brian O'Neill, who is arguably the best offensive lineman we have, and he's out, and, and we're just really scrambling on the offensive line. And one of the things that, that I think, you know, Kirk definitely gets a little bit more on that happy feet side of things, like almost mm-hmm. any quarterback would, but I, I think that's been a big part of the problem for us is these injuries and how they're starting to hit. I mean, even, even today, I think Zadarius is questionable. Harrison Smith is likely out. Gansler's most likely out. I think that – Booth is already on IR. So we've got a lot of our defensive players are, are out. And then obviously Brian O'Neill is out and, and Schlotman is out. So mm-hmm. we really are a team that's, you know, beaten and battered. And you know what, going down to Chicago, I have no question in my mind that I think that this is going to be a win. And I think Chicago says the same thing. And it's exactly why they put Peterman in there. In <laughs> field. There's no Nathan, doubt in my Nathan mind. Peterman doesn't scare you much, does he? No, he's not the most intimidating, of course. Especially if you look, <laughs> you know, he will be. You know, he's going to be one of these guys like a Doug Peterson. Though I think he's obviously mm-hmm. smart. People look at him as a guy who's got a great intelligence, great backup position type guy. But he's definitely not the guy. But you know, going back to the the team itself, I think that Kevin O'Connell's done a great job with Kirk Cousins this year. That part's been awesome. The biggest mistake, and I have said this since day one, and I will stand by it. I, I like Ed Donatel. I think he's a great coach, but we are not a four three. You know, we were a four three defense. We are yep. not a three four defense. And I think that move, and I said it right away because I look at those two defensive ends, and they're not outside linebackers. These guys are yep. defensive ends, and they want to call them outside linebackers, which is ridiculous. I, here's one stat for you, Dave, just to show how wrong these guys were to change this defense around. In 2021, we had 51 sacks. In 2019, 2020 doesn't count. 2019, we had 48. 2018, we had 50. We add a great, you know, pass rusher, uh, Zadarius, to match up, obviously, with, with our great Daniil Hunter. And I think he's one of the best in the business. But now we're telling him to be outside linebackers. And you know how many sacks we have this year? 37. That's a <laughs> huge drop-off. And when you yes, drop-off like that, it's amazing what that does to your secondary. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you know, here's one. Here's one more for you, Dave. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Mr. Stat today, but I just no go with it. To be, but how about this? Our defense, we're ranked 31 in total defense, 31 yep. in pass defense, and 31 in points against. Now, why do you suppose our defense has gotten that bad that quick? That I would say right away how we've changed what we're doing, how we're doing it how we approach the defense with this new 3-4, we're not getting the sacks, and that puts more pressure on the secondary. And because of that, they're getting lit up. And you know what? We've been struggling for a long time trying to find corners. We still are struggling. And we've got injuries yep. there as well. So it's really, you know, it's, it's the worst of both worlds when it comes to our defense. And 
thank goodness we've been able to outscore you know most of our our games but when you look at and you and I've talked about this when you look at the mm-hmm. points that we've scored versus the points we've given up we're still yep. in negative territory yet we've yep. won 12 games that's unheard of which is incredible yeah you're yeah. right and the injuries have been brutal to this team you're right on that and i agree with you that the switch to the defense has, has been terrible and it does make mm-hmm. a huge difference, right? I mean, you talk about that secondary. How many straight games did the Vikings give up 400 plus yards to pass, you know, passing? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't to great yeah. quarterbacks. It was just no. to guys who were okay. Some of them were good, yes, but it was, they weren't amazing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I agree with you completely. Once again, you know, shocker, right? This offseason, the Vikings are going to have to make sure that they find some depth at offensive line and some depth at secondary. And we've been saying this for yeah. what, a decade now? You know, I mean, consistently, <laughs> this is always, what it's been. The only difference is it's a different general manager and it's not Rick Spielman anymore. Here's where, here's the one thing that, that has bothered me overall. It, it, and it's a small thing, but it does bother me. And you and I were texting about it last week during the game. It's, it's it, the, the Vikings get a gift. They get the ball at what the, it was just in the first quarter. It was like the three or yeah. four yard line. I think it was. And they try to run it and run it and run it behind a backup, backup, Backup center, I think, at this point. And I yeah. get it. You got injuries, right? But that's mm-hmm. to me, and, and I'm not going to take anything away from Kevin O'Connell. He's had a great season. I think he could certainly be in, in the in the mix and talking about for coach of the year, depending on what happens. But to me, his ability to just and make in-game changes is something and, and, and get away from his game plan a little bit is something where I think he needs to grow just a little bit, right? Last week we yeah. watched we watched him try to run into that you know run into that defense over and over and over and they got a you know they got a guy who's basically off the street playing center a third string practice squad guy and they're still trying to do it you know it, it it doesn't work. The other thing that really bothers me is that the game plan is now there for any other team to come in. If you can hold mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson in check, you can win. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he had five, only five targets last week. Had one catch, only 15 yards. I, for a guy who had a game this year where he went over 200 yards receiving, to be able to hold him to 15 yards mm-hmm. and and that basically saying, yep, you're not going to beat us if you don't have J.J., that's yeah. a scary thing for me. I don't, I don't care if we face the Giants, that they face the Giants in the first round or they face the 49ers or who, whoever it is. If you can take away J.J., the Vikings become much more of a one-dimensional team, and as you know, in the NFL, that's a huge, that's a dangerous thing, Pete. And I that worries mm-hmm. me going into the postseason quite a bit. Yeah, well, and and you know, it, it's oftentimes been not necessarily Kirk, but to your point, I mean, you've got to adjust what your what your passing is going to be when you have those kind of injuries, or you have to also adjust. With the running game, like you were just saying, I mean, you get the ball down there deep in their territory, but you're on your third or, or maybe call it fourth-string center. Um, you've got to make some decisions that are going to be a, a better decision for that team because of the circumstances, and you've got to be able to adjust. And if you can adjust on the fly, that is where I think KO is not doing the yep. great job. He's, ama- uh, he's done an amazing job as the coach. But when we've had injuries, and we've had them throughout the season, we don't adjust, and, and that's the problem. And I, and I think that when you look at some of the games, for instance, against the Eagles, Kirk throws three interceptions. Why does he throw interceptions? I think sometimes because of what some of those play calls are based upon what we're doing on the offense and who's out there on the field. 
And, you know, the same thing can be said about our defense at times, where we, we actually have ourselves positioned not really the best way we should be, given the fact of where we are on the field. And that's, yep. that's some of the coaching decisions that we've had. Now, all that being said, yeah, we've won 12 games. It's fantastic, likely to be 13 games. But the reality is, okay, what, what happens in these first playoff games? And, you know, we're all hopeful, but, you know, we've, we, we have injury issues, and the, the coaching staff has to adjust with that. They just Good have call. and they've got to figure out what those calls are on the field based upon who's really on the field. And when you've got a backup or a backup to a backup out there in multiple positions, you've really got to make sure that you're helping those guys out the best you can, just like helping out a new quarterback and giving them easy passes like you and I talked about with the Golden Gophers this year. All right, we are coming out of the gate hot this morning, Pete. I love it. Have the Vikings exceeded expectations this year, or do you still expect more? That's what I want to hear from you. If you're uh, listening to us this morning and you want to check in, make sure you give us a call or a text on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line at 651-461-9226. Have the Vikings exceeded your expectations already, or are we expecting too much of the 2022-2023 Minnesota Vikings? We'll talk more NFL around the corner. You are listening to The Huddle on 830-WCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle. Good morning to you on this Sunday morning. If you were, uh, like all of us this week, you watched uh, and saw the clips of what happened on, on Monday night in horror. Uh, Bill's defensive back to Marham. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Someone uh, having a uh, cardiac episode. Uh, he was revived on the field, and, and thank goodness, thankfully, uh, he is uh, alert and speaking again, met with his team this week. A very, very scary thing, which, by the way, had, you know, for the most part, I don't think any, it had anything to do with, with football and, and, and during that time in, in terms of the play of what happened. Uh, it, I'm not a doctor. I won't even pretend to be one, but it seems like this is something that obviously in all the years that I've covered uh, football, I, I've never seen it happen. Pete, from a standpoint of a player 
and and if you and I and I I'm interested in your take on one. Have you ever experienced anything like this as a player? But I've always mm-hmm. wondered this as someone watching from the outside. How do you reframe your mindset? And again, they did not go on to play this game, which I'll get into in a minute. But mm-hmm. how do you reframe your mindset after you see something like that to go back and play football again, or for that matter, any sport? After you see someone get seriously injured, maybe taken off a stretcher with with uh, mm-hmm. a spine injury, something like that, mm-hmm. how do you put that out of your mind and keep playing, or is that even possible? Gosh, you know that that really is my answer, which is I'm not I'm not sure that it is possible. And fortunately for me, I was never on the field for anything even close to that dramatic. I mean, that was uh, that was awful in every way, and I know we all watched it time and time again. You know, multiple times. And then after a while, you can't watch it. You know, you're just like, my gosh, you know, and then you do drop down to a knee and you do have a prayer of some sort. And, and, and you know, it's, it's just an amazing thing to watch. And, I, and I'll tell you what, uh, the immediate action from that athletic trainer, from the Bills, that mm-hmm. Denny Killington, was absolutely extraordinary. The fact that he identified it immediately, sprinted out there, did CPR, they had the defibrillator on there. Um, I mean, they just did everything right. And, and if it wasn't for all of that, um, this could sound like a much worse. I know it's not, he's not out of the woods completely, but he at least is right. showing great signs that he is uh, getting healthier and healthier. So that that part's what we're absolutely so excited about. But as a player, and you're standing out there on a fee, on the field, I think you just you just have um, there are no words. I think it's, you know you could see how the players just kind of milled around. Yeah, they took a knee, but then they were walking around and trying to you know just figure it all out because that is something that none of us, for the most part, I don't know of anybody. Now we've had situations, Corey Stringer comes to mind and Mm -hmm. there was a death on the field back in the very early seventies with a, with a Detroit lion receiver. But uh, you know, these, these things are just so uncommon. Thank goodness they are. But you know, mentally it just changes everything about what you're looking at, what you're thinking. And that I was, I thought that was, Brilliant that they finally. It took them a while, but to yeah. said, you know what, we're not playing this game. I mean, yep. that was that was something that I, you know, I yeah. just sat there going, when when did they cancel? Yeah, <laughs> you know? and and you know what, I'll say this, and I have, I've I've ripped the NFL uh, my share over the years for things that have done and the way they handle things, but I'll say this, they got the they they got this exactly right, a hundred percent. What I didn't hear at all this week during the week was. When are they going to play this game? What's what's going to be the uh, – how are they going to handle this? How are they going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Um, there's playoff seating on the line. There's players and coach bonuses on the line. There's fantasy football. Gambling is huge in professional football. We know that. Right. But the league did what they had to do. Uh, and even, even though the game wasn't directly responsible for it, um, they could not – they absolutely could not afford – to have that kind of negative publicity with the league, and it, and and I'm, they did it the right way, and for the right reasons, because this is this is bigger than football, which we heard many many times. But this league has had some issues this year, right? And and over the past couple of years, there has been a little bit of a stead, 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 you know steadily declining ratings, even though they still are, are much higher than the other leagues. But fans are clearly worried about health. Of these players, and mm-hmm. it's a big issue, yeah. and it happened with this year with Tua Tagovailoa and his concussions, mm-hmm. and and so their stand was this: we know that this hap- has a- implications to this league and and to everyone else, 
But we don't care because this is bigger than football. And so mm-hmm. kudos to the NFL, to Roger Goodell, to have a plan in place, which they clearly had to make sure it was good before, as you said, it took a while. But mm-hmm. the narrative this week was never, well, what are we going to do about the game? What are we going to do about the implications? That was not the narrative this mm-hmm. week. The narrative was, right. we don't care what happens. This kid's got to get better. We want him to live. This is bigger than football, and we'll deal with the rest. And they have a plan, and now there's there's other um, – locations where they may play playoff games and that kind of thing. But I, I was – I've had my share of rips. I have. But I'll give them this. They handled this one perfectly, I thought. I Yeah, and I agree with you. I, you know, it took a little while, and, and, and I'm not trying to pretend like, hey, look, you could make this call immediately because you can't. Right. You've got right. to go through the process and go through back and forth. And some of the people are in New York. These guys are, you know, in Cincinnati. I mean, all of this thing is going on at once. So, um, But, but they, to your point – they made the right decision. They, they took a little bit of time, which they should, but they mm-hmm. made the right decision. And that was, that was um, I, I think, I give kudos to the NFL for making that because that's not an easy thing because of all the reasons you just said as well. And I'll, I'll tell you that the other thing, the last thing I'd say about it is mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that people reaching out just really felt uh, so strongly about this with DeMar that his foundation, you know, I think they're well over $8 million added to his foundation as yeah. well throughout this whole thing, because people are trying to figure out what can I do? How can I be a part of this in a positive way? And boy, that was certainly a positive thing to do. And it was great to watch. And it's a foundation that provides scholarships and promotes education and all these kind of things back in Pittsburgh, where he's from um, Western Pennsylvania, but just an amazing kid. I mean, you know, the fact that he is the person that he is, I think even helps that much more because he's yep. Just an amazing young man. He started that not when he became an NFL player, but while he was in college at Pitt. So yeah. there's just yeah. so many good things about about him as a person that that were very helpful as well. And and uh, you know, kudos to all those people that have that have been donating to his foundation. Yeah, certainly a a, a positive coming out of an incredible negative and and, and scary moment. I'm happy that this kid was able to. Uh, he, he's like you said, he's not out of the woods yet, but. This was scary. I wa- I watched that video over and over, and I have kids who play sports. You probably, I'm sure your children have played sports. Mm-hmm. Beat that. That's yep. the scariest thing you can ever see is is see a kid go mm-hmm. down like that. And they are kids. What's he? Twenty three. Mm-hmm. You know, to to yeah. and he dedicated his whole life to this. And and who knows where it's going to go after? You know, he's going to have to make a decision. Maybe it's not a decision if he if he ever plays football again. But that doesn't matter. He he's alive today. And that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel for his family because I'm sure that this has been an incredibly difficult week. So uh, I, I'm just so happy to hear that he's doing better and that he's, he's, he's on his way to recovery, which is wonderful. So um, mm-hmm. glad we had a chance to chat about that. And uh, I'm sure there will be more on this in the coming weeks. We will step aside real quick, come back. We'll uh, have more of the huddle coming up next on uh, A3OWCCO. This is possibly <laughs> underrated, but one of the best – Rock songs, Spirit in the Sky, Norm Greenbaum. Love this one. This is a great one. All right, time for quick takes. Charlie's in the driver's seat. Get it, buddy. Let's go. All right, let's do this. Also, I want to say uh, Norman Greenbaum there, the song. Best story behind a, a rock song ever. Just a, a Jewish guy that said, you know, I can I can write a soul song. I can write a, a Gotta love it, right? Uh, you know, something along those lines. I can do that. Respect, baby. Perfect. All right, let's get it started here with uh, you, Dave. 
Texas the other day. The University of Texas fired their previously highly respected basketball coach, Chris Beard, following some serious domestic assault accusations. The Dodgers this week also released Trevor Bauer after he was uh, cleared to return following a record-long suspension following his domestic violence allegations. And uh, Deshaun Watson set to start in about an hour and a half for the Cleveland Browns this week. Do you see a league-wide difference in how these cases are handled? Is it case by case, or is there something about different leagues and how they handle these situations? Wow! Right out of the gate, yeah, yeah um, I went right for it. <laughs> no, I listen. I like it, and and I'll tell you, I, I have a real short answer with this one, and it's uh, it's this. There's no tolerance. There can't be tolerance for that, and. There's always a fine line. I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even pretend to be a lawyer. And legally, you have to take certain steps. You certainly have to make sure that, that any sort of allegations do have some sort of fact with them and because uh, you can't just terminate someone unless you have, have, have really good fact, I believe. But um, with situations like this, yes, I, <laughs> I have no problem saying somebody can't coach or play anymore if they're accused and found guilty or, of, of serious domestic assault. Uh, violations. Why is Deshaun Watson playing football right now? That's a great question that I don't know because uh, certainly his were very serious as well, Uh, but he's out there and and yes, he paid his dues to some degree in terms of the NFL, but I I think I'm not the only one out there with questions wondering why that guy's about to start a football game and make a couple million dollars uh, doing it. All right. Moving on here, Pete. Uh, We have a a Minnesota Twins question for you here. The uh, group got together and came up with this. The Twins really have not added much this offseason, right? They have have Christian Vasquez, who is a catcher that will split time with Ryan Jeffers behind the plate. Past that, you know, not a a ton of moves. Now we're hearing Carlos Correa's deal and what the Mets might be falling apart. Are the Twins yet to make their signature move this offseason, or have we already kind of seen what's going to happen? What is their signature? All right, go ahead. Wait, go, go. <laughs> I w- yeah, well, I would say this. I, I, the signature is already on there, which is that the Twins do very little most often, <laughs> right? I mean, yes! <laughs> that's an easy joke, but you took it. I mean, we had the Correa move, but, uh, you know, that that was okay at best and we just haven't been able to find what it is that we're looking for out there and I I do think that they're at least looking but um, are they going to be successful Uh, I really kind of doubt it right now and I'm pulling for them to do that they they need to get more people in the stands and get us past the Yankees at some point in our our lifetime but um, until then I think we're going to be right where we've been odds that the uh, Correa news is just more you know Nothing, or is there actual smoke there? What do you think? Uh, you know what? I, <laughs> I find that whole thing very interesting. And, and you know, was this just going to be a little pit stop for him? I, I don't really know. But uh, I, I just, I'm just disappointed that we just can't piece it together because we did a lot of trades towards the end of the season, just didn't quite pan out for us. And I'm, I'm concerned that that's kind of where we are. That's who the Twins are, and have been for far too long. All right, Dave, back to you. An easy one for you, Minnesota Wild. They lost last night to the Buffalo Sabres, as we've been yes. saying in every newscast at the top of the hour. A shootout, a, a shooting match, I should say, not a shootout. Six to five in overtime. Mm-hmm. The Sabres 
beat the Wild. Uh, despite that loss, uh, they've been on a heck of a run, picking up a lot of wins and points and even more. They did get a point for going to overtime here, so mm-hmm. um, not too bad of an outcome. So my question to you, Dave, will they win a playoff series this season? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not just saying that, that for obvious easy. reasons. Yes, they will. Uh, this this team has so this team has depth, right? They they you go three four lines uh, and and all of them can score. Uh, you've got two, not just one, but two outstanding goaltenders because Philip Gustafson has been very very good uh, in a backup role for uh, Mark Andre Fleury, and and we will possibly see Gustafson today. I don't know if we're going to see him or if we're going to see uh, Zane McIntyre, but this team has multiple guys that can score. And the one thing that bothered me about last year, about the end of the season, is that, and, and he's gone now, so I'll say it, Kevin Fiala was nowhere. And and they had, you have to have that secondary scorer. You have to. You can't just sit on Kirill Kaprizov and expect him to do everything. He elevated his game, but they have to have that secondary scoring. Now they have it. Boldy's taken a big step. Sam Steele's been a great surprise. Matt Zuccarello has been fantastic this year. They have so much, so many guys who can score, and they have the muscle, right? They, they, we signed Ryan Reeves. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to touch Kirill Kaprizov anymore because then you've got to deal with him. I like the way this team is built. Now, are, are they going to win the Stanley Cup? I'm not going to go that far yet. Oh, oh, I on. do think they get past the first round come of the on, playoffs put it on. this time around. I'm going to record it. Come on, say it. Uh, I'll come say on. next year. Next year's right. the year they win the Stanley Cup. All right, I'm keeping that in my in my yes. folder here. <laughs> all right, Pete, back to you for the last right. question. This has been on my mind all week, so I'm I'm interested to hear your take. Kirk Soraka reportedly going to Rutgers to take the offensive coordinator position there under Greg Schiano. Now, apparently, it's for a big old contract. I, I think I saw one and a half million a year uh, oh. somewhere reported, which would make him, I believe, the third highest paid offensive coordinator in college football. That's tough to turn down that money. Uh, but yeah. along with Soraka, you have Brick Haley, the defensive line coach, taking a defensive line coaching position at Purdue. And you have co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach Paul Haynes uh, taking a similar role under Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. Three moves that seem to be not upgrades, right? They're, they're kind of middling the same position. Maybe some more money, particularly for Soraka, but not necessarily upgrades. Should Gopher fans be concerned about this coaching attrition? I think there's got to be some concern because those are really key elements of what we are as a Gopher team. And, you know, Kurt Soraka, you can't blame him. He's going for the money, and it's a phenomenal position. And at some point in time, that might propel him into a head coaching job. We'll see. But losing the other two guys and it, it within the West of the Big Ten, that's pretty interesting. And, and I think that's a little bit about money as well. But we also lost Kenny Burns, the running back coach at Kent State. So we're really kind of thin when it comes to where we are right now with the coaching staff. And I know there's going to be a lot of hires done, and, and, and P.J. Will, will spin it pretty well. I'm sure of that. But um, I think it is difficult to replace all of these coaches in that fast of a, of a turn. So it's going to be a, a very, very interesting spring ball this year. I think it's something we're going to all have to keep our eye on for sure. Yeah, and there are also some reports. I, I didn't want to have to try this, but I'm going to. There are some reports that the new defensive line coach uh, is former gopher, very recent former gopher, 24-year-old Winston, and let's try it out. De La Tiboudier? Boudier? De La Bader. Yeah. De La Bader. He's actually been 
<laughs> yeah, he's been coaching out west, right, in college, Pete. And, and I, I think mm-hmm. the understanding is from what I've heard is he's done a really nice job. So he was at uh, – I, I will say he was at Oregon as a grad assistant two years ago, and he was Kent okay, State's. Okay, Oregon, yeah. Yep, and he was Kent State's mm-hmm. defensive line coach this previous season. Yeah. Yep, and he was that's, a heck of a player. That's not a bad pickup, yeah. And we've got Barber as well coming in to be the linebacker coach. Uh, Marion's one of yeah. one of Marion's sons, so that that's exciting too. So there's a lot going on over there with the Golden Gophers right now. There's a lot of changes, but that's what college football is all about. Everybody's got to take that next step because that's how you get to the next step of getting a little bit closer to becoming a head coach. And and, and you can't blame any of these guys for the decisions that they made, even if they look like they're just sort of. You know, we're just moving around. They're getting a little bit more money. They're going to get a little bit more fame, and that's going to press them a little bit higher and someday to a head coach. I I have a slightly different take on Kirk, so but I'll save it for the next hour. Okay, <laughs> I, I I hear what you're saying. I'm just I'm I'm questioning a little bit of the decisions. Charlie, great hmm. stuff. Before we go to break, I want to read this one text on the City's One Plumbing Talk text line. Keep them coming, by the way, 651-461-9226. The Twins' signature move this offseason will be releasing a super special food item. I love it. We'll be right back on the huddle on 830-WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. You know what I really hope they bring the, the Twins? I'd love like a good, maybe they have this. A good poutine, right? Like some French fries just smothered in cheese and chili. I might just be hungry. Maybe we can't do cheese because of the whole Wisconsin thing. Um, that was fun. I love that. Hey, uh, uh, Pete, some interesting uh, – as we were texting back and forth this week and, and chatting, as, mm-hmm. as we usually do, other than uh, you sending me beautiful pictures of your sunrise and sunset in Florida. Really appreciate that, by the way. Because my door's frozen shut this morning, so thank you. Um, Sorry, <laughs> we chat a little bit. We chat a little bit about this back and forth. J- Jadavian Clowney uh, has mm-hmm. basically said, "I'm out. I'm leaving uh, Cleveland, and and I'm I'm done with this." Um, he doesn't like the way things are happening. What? Whatever. I I, I mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think to myself, and 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 here's where I'm going with this. In the past, mm-hmm. let's just say five to seven years. I don't know if there's been a bigger defensive bust than Jadavian Clowney. Honestly, the guy's been on four different teams in nine seasons. He has, I think, one time played a full season. Mm -hmm. Guess how much money he's earned in that time? $80 million in earnings. He's got 43 career sacks, which roughly – is just under five sacks a season. For comparison, this is this was my favorite. DJ Wanham for the Vikings makes less than a million dollars a year and has four sacks this year. I am so incredibly tired of this guy, Jadavian Clowney, whose career was made because of one hit at a bowl game on ESPN where he knocked that guy's yeah. helmet off. I mean, it was just a, a, a ridiculous hit. He, I'm tired of him. He's never been worth the money. And I, I honestly wonder someone will take a flyer on him i'm sure but i don't get how this guy keeps keeps getting around i mean he's just it's this allure of maybe he could be something else that he's never fully blossomed into you're so right dave and you literally took the words out of my mouth because and i go back i actually was a fan of him before the hit 
<laughs> I liked him in <laughs> South Carolina. My daughter was looking around at, at, at different schools to go to for foot, or for, not for her for football, but she, her criteria was pretty funny. She obviously wanted good academics, but she also wanted big time football. So we, <laughs> you know, and we were living on the East Coast at the time. We were living in Connecticut. So she, she looked at some of the schools on the East Coast. She looked at South Carolina and Clemson and Florida and schools like that um, before she ended up deciding on Nebraska. And, she she enjoyed her time there, but when we were at South Carolina, Jadavian Clowney was still there. He, the the guy was an amazing athlete, and he was a great player. And here, here's why you're so right, though, because I don't know what happened to him. I think it's just total frustration has finally reached him. He's always been an immature guy, anyway, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And when he ruffled the feathers of of Miles Garrett, which is a huge mistake, because yeah. You know, let's remember this. Miles Garrett and any guy who's a superstar is going to get things funneled towards them, right? I mean, you want to have Miles Garrett be in a position to get some sacks. And how do you do that? Well, somebody else is going to have to do sort of the dirty work on this on the other sides of it. Well, Jadavian was that same guy for a long time. His problem was he couldn't produce. And to your point, he's got 43 sacks. I just wanted to point point this out for you as well because I love that you pointed that out. <laughs> So he was the very first pick in the 2014 draft, okay? Oh, here we go. He's got yes. 33 sacks. Zadarius Smith is a fourth rounder with 55 sacks in only eight years. And Daniel <laughs> Hunter was the third round pick. He's got 71 sacks in seven years. And meanwhile, Jadavian still has this belief that he's the first pick in the draft, which he was, but it was a mistake. Because he he absolutely has not produced at that level at all, and I think you're exactly right when you say he might be the biggest bu- defensive bust. I think you're probably right. I can't think of anybody worse at this point in time as far as their production. And he keeps mm-hmm. hanging around, and everybody wants to give him a shot, and he keeps getting these big contracts. I mean, he's he's bounced from team to team to team with this bad attitude, and he gets to Cleveland, and you would think that he could be a great bookend. You get. You know, you get Miles Garrett on one end, you've got him on the other, and they're they're but they're different people. Miles Garrett is extremely yep. mature. He's got an incredible, weird, all, stranger than me as far as like away from football life. I mean, this guy's a, a poetry guy and all that kind of thing, and yeah. plays violin and all that. But but uh, but he's absolutely a guy who's produced, and he's he was a first pick. So it, it gives you a little bit of an idea of how you should handle things. And Jadavian is just not doing it. By the way, also taken in that first round after Jadavian Clowney. How'd you like to be the Houston Texans when you look at Khalil Mack, who was taken afterwards, Anthony Barr, who was taken afterwards, Aaron Donald, who was taken 13th overall afterwards? I mean, my goodness. You know, listen, it's always fun to look. I love to look back at that because it's always really easy to look back in hindsight. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's this is this is the job of a very large group of people in an NFL organization to scout and to then project what a guy's going to do in the NFL. So I, I, I couldn't do it. I don't do it, but it is, you know, they have much more information than I do. A taken in that same year, by the way, in the second round, Derek Carr, who I, I will touch on briefly because I have a very different opinion of his situation. Um, I don't blame him for being upset. This is clearly the Raiders are going to trade him. They, they don't want him hurt. And that's the reason that they're not going to play him these last two games. And I, these last two games, I get that. But that's not really fair to him, right? That's not a very – for a guy who's, who's showed his loyalty to that franchise and, and, and who's tr- who has, has given everything to them, I think, 
Um, it's not mm-hmm. fair to not let him take these last two games to market himself and to show himself off. And P.S., not for one second do I believe the Raiders GM that they're trying to really evaluate what they have in Jared Steedham and Chase Garbers. Give me a break. <laughs> you know what you have in those guys. That's garbage. And that's unfair to Derek Carr. He deserves these last two games to showcase himself, play football, and then, and then ride off into the sunset somewhere else. That's, that's a pretty dirty way to treat a guy. I totally agree. I know we're bumping up against it, but I'll also add this. Their defense is absolutely terrible. They're almost the worst in a, in a lot of categories yep. right up there with the Vikings. So it's not Derek Carr's problem. He's He's been phenomenal, and Devontae Adams is angry about this already. So that's going to be an issue in the offseason as well. Yep. Maybe they shouldn't have traded Khalil Mack so many years ago for all those picks. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. Come back. Second hour. We have so much more to come here on the huddle. Do join us. We'll be back on 830-WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.